welcome, 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 everybody, to the Deeply Rooted Podcast episode, what is this, episode five? Episode five. Episode Indeed. five. That's cool. I feel like we, uh... Milestone. Sort of, yeah. I feel like we are, um, maybe getting to a point where we're a little more, like, comfortable doing this. With each other. <laughs> They're just doing the podcast in oh, general. Yeah. yeah. I think this is probably, um... The latest that we've ever recorded the podcast. I feel like yeah. last podcast I said, this is the earliest we've ever recorded. Yeah. And it was 8 in the morning. Yeah, it was 8 in the morning. And now you're like, it's super late. It's yeah, 9.30 it's at 9:30. night, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm just really old, I guess. Hey, I am too, man. Yeah. My back has been killing me. Like, Really? Yeah. Why I don't is know that? Why. I think it's just because of my work. Is it something you did over Thanksgiving break? I don't know. But speaking of things, how was your Thanksgiving break? That, I, that didn't, we didn't say last week, but happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I or feel not. Like, yeah, or not. I mean, maybe you it's don't. It's not that big of a staple holiday. Really? You don't think it is? I mean, it I is. feel like my family would completely disagree with that statement. Like my parents would. My dad, especially. Really? He loves Thanksgiving. That's Shout out to dad. That's he loves, interesting. Yeah, he goes, he lives in New York. So um, he would go to the parade every year. Really? Oh, okay. Like the big one, the Macy's yeah. one. I was, I was telling my family about a certain story you have about the parade. And, yeah. Uh, they may see you in a different light now that they know about us. Wow. But... I can't believe you would blackmail me like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want me to tell it just to no, keep it short? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't. All right. Well, for all of those of you out there that are wondering what happened, you'll have to... to... Tune into episode six. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we'll start the next episode. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, my Thanksgiving break was good. We good. got to see some family, and I'm glad it was awesome. I'm glad. So my my siblings came into town, uh, spent Thanksgiving with my <coughs> parents and myself, and that's good. Um, my girlfriend Noever, no Noever, Noever. wow, <laughs> yeah, Noel came over and spent the remainder of the week. I mean, because yeah, her family was out of town, right? Right, yeah. right. So she she came over. She spent probably half a week with us. It was it was a great time. That's we awesome. We got to hang out with them. We also did our family Christmas. Just because that was the only time we could all really get like together. Get together, yeah. So that was really cool. That's good. That's really cool. Yeah. Great Thanksgiving break. Yeah. All right. So what are what are we talking about? What today? are we talking about? Are we talking about Jonah? I think so. You think yeah. so? Do you want to go in that direction? I think so. I mean, the past four episodes have been about it, so might as well keep it. Why going. not keep it going? Why and mess today up a good we thing? we might actually finish a whole chapter. Really? Can you believe that? I can't believe that. I can't because it's never been done before on this in podcast. In the history of deeply <laughs> in the rooted. history of deeply rooted. You know, we have such a deep history. Cuz we got, you know, four two, episodes. Two slow functioning guys here and, you know, it's just, <laughs> yes. it takes some time. It takes some time. Yeah. Okay. It really does. But as Noah said, we're getting more comfortable and we're just ready to I think we've figured out a a groove, a rhythm, a rhythm. Find the rhythm. Yeah. And I think we've found it and I think we're good. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to speak too soon. I don't want to, you know, speak, you know. Anyway, what's been going on? Can you give me, like, a quick recap on what's been happening in Jonah leading up to verse 17 in chapter 1? Well, we still have yet to finish preceding a Preceding verse 17, um, we see a number of the verse 16. That's true. And then before that... I didn't know you could count. Verse 15. Not only can I count, I can count backwards. <laughs> you can count backwards? <laughs> Wow, Sesame Street really taught you well. I'm yeah. really proud of you. You know? Yeah. But, well, really what we see is we see a Jewish man that is too proud to do what God has called him to do. Yeah. Named Jonah. Yes. That will not go evangelize to a group of people, namely a city. Yes. Called Nineveh. Uh-huh. Because they're Gentiles. And because right. he didn't like them. Yes. He then found himself on a boat full of Gentiles running away from Nineveh. Mm -hmm. uh, that the Lord saw fit to tear apart with a storm. Yeah. And uh, he was forced to preach to these said Gentiles on the boat um, and lead them to salvation. Yeah. And we saw, I think last podcast, we kind of covered that, didn't we? We did. With like, it's kind of crazy how, I think God has just, I think God is more, like, funny than we think. Oh, so God's crazy? Oh, oh, oh so God's crazy. Like, he's just, yeah. No, I think, like, God has a really, like, ironic, uh, witty sense of humor. 
You know what I'm saying? Cool wheat. Yeah, I think he has like a really funny sense of humor. Like in a way where it's not fun. Like I don't think this was funny at all for Jonah at the time. I feel like this whole... I don't think it was ever funny. Yeah, probably not. He seems like a pretty serious dude. Yeah, maybe he just was too cool for God's sense of humor. Yeah. Like he just didn't let himself get to that point. Those people you like tell a joke to and they just like stone cold. Yeah, they're just like, I don't do jokes. Yeah, and you're like... Wow, you're a miserable wow. human being. Yeah, like I think that's, that's Jonah. Yeah, Jonah was, he was like a stone-faced guy. Yeah. He just didn't want to hear anything. Yeah. Literally. Anyway, we're picking up in <laughs> verse 17 of chapter, I don't know why you're laughing. I don't know either. Um, we're picking up in verse 17 of chapter 1. Yes. And I think we may park here for a little bit. Just for a minute. Just not for too long. Don't get too excited. Yeah. Should I read the whole section that we're going to try to go over? Do you want to just take this first five verse? I think think we read 17 by itself. Yeah. And And then then the rest of it we kind of put together. Okay. Do you want to read it or should I? I would love to read verse 17 mainly because it's a shorter passage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You go for it. Okay. Yeah. Jonah, chapter 1, verse 17. I feel like I'm reading an audio book. Dude, I love those things, especially when it's the Bible. (laughs) Chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 17. It says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So what sticks out to you? Uh, Well, actually, first, I'd kind of like to talk about how this, I think, is funny um, I think it's funny how I'll just put this here so we're you can good, see we're it. Good, we're good, we're good. Um, I think it's funny how there are a lot of I think people just question the Bible in general, like about the things that happen in the Bible. So Why? before we get, I don't. I think it's just because <laughs> they just don't believe in it. Um, really? Yeah, I, that's shocking, right? It is kind of shocking. That there's people out there that don't believe the Bible. Um, but I think that. Like, before we get in, because I think we have a lot, obviously the three days and three nights is significant for something that I think we really would like to talk about. Okay. But I think that it's funny how, out of all the things that are in the Bible, have you ever experienced, like, talking with somebody or hearing somebody talk, and they are really um, in disbelief that this actually could have happened? Oh, yeah. Like that, a, Like a fish or a whale swallowed a man whole, and then he survived. Yeah. I find it funny, like, out of all the things that happen in the Bible that I believe are way more, like, outrageous than this. Yes. That this is the one that they choose to, like, park on. Yeah. And are like, oh, this that didn't happen. There's no way that happened. I, I had a conversation with a distinguished gentleman the other day. Oh, you did? That was, like, talking about the crossing of the Red Sea. He's like, I'm more inclined to believe that Jesus died and rose again after three days. Then believing that then, the Red Sea then parted. That God parted a body of water like the Red Sea for the Israelites to walk yeah. across. I'm like, I think you dis like you don't understand. <laughs> like death, that you don't come back yeah, from that. No one. one comes back from yeah. the dead, other than Jesus. Like He's we the build, only person We build gone. bridges all the time. Like we cross water without thinking about it today. Yeah. And this man's like, you know what? Raising from the dead, that's not that big of yeah. a deal. Right. But sea parting? Sea parting? No. <laughs> Couldn't be. Yeah. That, but see, like, I even think, like, that's more of an outrageous miracle than this happening. Yeah. I mean, growing up, like, growing up in church, I assume like you were, because I was. Yeah, I grew up in church. That, you know, they throw him in the water, fish swallows him up, you're, you don't really think twice about it. Honestly, like, oh, I didn't. Cool. I, I always thought that this is... And, like, honestly, if you look at the way, like, it doesn't specifically say that it's a whale. And, honestly, it may not have been a whale. But I know that, like, there are big fish out there. I know. I've heard of several examples of people being swallowed by um, sharks, large sharks. and surviving. Yeah. Somebody, like, fell off a boat, Mm -hmm. and they ended up harpooning the shark and cutting it open. Like, it was either a couple days or a couple hours or maybe a day later. And cut him open. The person was still alive. He was still alive. Yeah. He was chilling. That's because, like, these huge fish or whatever, like, they have compartments. Like, and I was looking at, like, I actually looked at whales earlier. Interesting. Yeah, and looked at. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. 
fall asleep no, to that right. at night. <laughs> That's my a my whale ASMR. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I looked at like the anatomy, I guess of what like the inside of like a, the belly of a whale, uh-huh. and they have like there are some whales out there that have like up to like four compartments. Whoa. That so- are that are like. Like the size of rooms. Are they like cows? They have like four like stomachs. Like that. Um, I don't know, but I know that they have like compartments in their stomach that like break down different things or like gotcha. hold different things, and they're like the sizes of like rooms. Some of them, like depending on how big the fish is or well, how big the whale is. Jonah's got like a bunk bed. Yeah, you like all he's he's got a kitchen. He's yeah, making plans he's... for you know moving something in. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I, I just think it's funny. Like this one to me is one of the most believable miracles that could have happened without God initiate. Because I do believe that this is a miracle that he survived, and like because obviously like God sent this fish, mm-hmm. and then he later we'll see in verse ten of chapter two that he vomits Jonah out. So like he survives this whole thing. I believe that it's a miracle of God. But I think that even without God initiating this or, like, intervening in this, it I could, think it could have happened. It could naturally happen. It could naturally happen. But in this case, it supernaturally happened. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's, I I just think it's funny how there are, like, I think big fish or whales are definitely capable hmm. of doing something like this. So I don't, if you are, are out there thinking this is a stupid miracle and it didn't happen, I read that apparently a lot of people think that this is just like um, a metaphor. Yes, it's a, it's an allegory yeah. of something that like didn't actually happen. Um, but I think if you believe the Bible, you take it literally. Yeah. So it it happened, and yeah. I think if it like yeah, it's capable of happening, especially with God. And it has happened. Yes, I think that's the important part. Yeah, that it has happened. It has happened in today's world. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, you just mentioned that guy that got eaten by the shark and survived. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that because that I probably probably spent a long. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> let's park at. Uh, I'm using the word park a lot. Tonight. You are. I kind of like that word though. It's fun. It's better than ointment. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like ointment. I hate that word. Why? I don't know. It's okay. like oink, but it's not. Oinkment. Ointment. Mm. Really? Gross. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Interesting fact about Josh. Anyway. Trigger words. The re- <laughs> just say ointment. He gets uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. At the very end, I think this is kind of... I, what, why don't you take the lead on this? On what? <laughs> the, the end, the end, <laughs> sorry, I didn't make that clear. At the end of the verse, like end of verse 17. Uh, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights? Yeah. Why is that significant? Well, I mean, my mind immediately jumps to something significant. Conclusions. Conclusions. I mean, obviously, any kind of biblical literacy tells you that this is kind of a flash to Jesus. Correct? Correct. But the only difference is that Jesus died and was buried for three days and three nights. Yes. Um... I think you can kind of view the belly of the fish as as a tomb. Can you? I think you can. That's interesting. And, I mean, Jonah gets vomited out of the fish. I think Christ was probably a little more like, it was probably a little bit better than being vomited out when he rose from the dead. Right, and I, that's the contrast I was going to make. Yes. I'm really happy you brought that out. Yeah. Because it was an act of God that Jonah was swallowed Right. And exited when he had made his confession, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is God. Yeah. So his dying was an action of himself. So it was an action of God. Yes. Jesus died. It was an yeah. action of God that Jesus was buried in the tomb. Yeah. And it was also an action of God that he rose from the tomb and walked out. But because Jesus is God, but also Jesus is Jesus. Right. As a man... He walked out himself. Mm, that's good. So Jonah, uh, I mean, he was kind of bo- babied the entire time. Big baby. Big baby. But he was babied in that. Yes, he was. God set up the opportunity for him to go to Nineveh. He denied it. 
he said, okay, we're doing it the hard way. Here, fishy, fishy. Right? <laughs> yes. Throws him up. That's an act of God. Like, God's just being like, hey, you're doing this. Get used to the idea. Yeah. Jesus willingly came. Jesus willingly died. Mm, that's such a good contrast. So, like, yeah, just thinking about that, like, the amount of love that Christ has, that just the, I, I think it's like, God is so patient Yeah. with Jonah in this whole situation. And he's patient with us today, too, I think. Because, there, like, there have been, there have definitely been times in my life where I have completely rejected the will of God mm. and, doing, and doing something that I know I should be doing. And, um... I just think God, like, showing, God God is using some, like, crazy, circum- crazy. Cra- crazy. You're crazy. He's using some crazy circumstances here that he probably wouldn't use in everyday life today. Yeah. But I think that it goes to illustrate, like, God is trying to make a point. But also, if you go back to the contrast thing and look at what we talked about in the last podcast about... Uh, Jewish propaganda against Gentiles. Yes. Uh, Jonah hated them and didn't know them because of this propaganda. Yeah. It allowed yeah. him to assume that they're terrible people without knowing them. Yeah. God knows we're terrible people. Yeah. He knows what we do. Mm. And yet he still loved us enough to send his son. The right. son loved us enough to die for us. Sacrificially. Sacrificially yeah. on his own will. Yeah. And the Spirit loves us enough to draw us to that gospel so that we can eventually join all three of them in heaven. I think that's super powerful. That is super powerful. And I think it's such a great... This is why I really love Jonah. And I love looking at the perspective... Looking at it from the perspective of, you know, he is just... Like, he may be a prophet of God, but he's just... a normal everyday human just like we are today right he still has sin he still falls and so seeing the difference between it really puts into perspective for me seeing how god really is just all powerful and um completely different from us and Mm -hmm. i think like he illustrates that through nature he illustrates that through um uh just everything that he does really and I think that brings us to, like, even what Jesus says in uh, Matthew 12, verses 39 through 41, mm. when he's talking to um, scribes and Pharisees, and they ask him for a, a sign, like they want to see a sign from him. Why? Because uh, they're trying to... My mind just went blank. They're trying to catch him in a lie, right? Thank you. They're that was what to, I was trying to say. They're trying to be like, oh, you're claiming the Son of God. Do something for yeah, us. Yeah, then do something. And he's like, oh, shoot, yeah. I can't do that. Oh, wait, yeah, I can. Right. <laughs> Just did it. Just did it. <laughs> yeah, but like 39 through 41 says, he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Wow. I think that's, like, that's really cool. And honestly, that's even Jesus being, like, I think given a sneak peek of, like, this is what I'm going to do. Sneak peek. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And it's crazy how, like, people, people heard that and they were just like, what? Right. They didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. I guess because we live in the present. It's just like when he was saying that he was going to destroy the temple and then rebuild it in three days. They're like, you going to do what now? (laughs) I don't think so. Right? They got got all mad about it. And I think that's one of the charges they ended up bringing against him. Yeah, they did. In his his trial. his death sentence. That he was threatening the temple, but he was just saying that the temple of his body, Jesus' body, would be destroyed and would be renewed in three days. In three days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so cool, the, para- the parallel. Like, it it really puts, like, reading the Old Testament and in perspective, like, with concordance. Is that a word? Ooh, in concordance. In coordination? Is that the proper word? Possibly. I don't know. Reading the Old Testament while also reading the New... Uh, did I say New Testament? You first? said Old Testament. Yeah, reading the Old Testament. Sorry, this is really bad. Reading the Old Testament while reading the New Testament at the same time together 
and seeing the parallels between parallel. them. Parallel. Parallel. It really makes you um, realize why, I think, why the Old Testament's important. That's something I said from the very first episode. Day one. Yeah. Day one. Well, because I used to be somebody that was just like, well, the Old Testament's the Bible, but the New Testament's way better. Yeah. Like, I used to be one of those people. There's better authors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just think it's cool to look at that because, like, I don't, I haven't really looked at that from a from that perspective before. How it, it really just goes together. Yeah. So I agree. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's, it's great. great. All right. Um. So as we get into chapter two, would you like to read the first five verses, and I'll read the last five? Sure. Okay. Yeah. It says, "Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly." And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down... To the moorings. What moorings? Moorings. Moorings. That's a good word. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Of the mountains, the earth with its bars closed behind me yet forever. Yet you have brought me up. You have brought up my life from the pit. O Lord, my God, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will... Sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish and vomited Jonah onto dry land. Man. There's a lot to cover here. There's a lot. Insert a really the, lot. the choir. It's like, ah! <laughs> the hallelujah chorus. Yeah, hallelujah yeah. chorus. I think that's a Veggie Tales reference. It is. Yeah, because remember the choir shows up. Oh, yeah, singing. yeah. That's like in, the, the, in the belly. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I know. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that it's cool. This is the first time in reading this, like up to this point, in the story of Jonah after God's like, I want you to go to the... Are you okay? I just hit my knee on the table. <laughs> yeah. You, you did not look good. It's okay. Um, I, this is the first time we see, like, when God was like, go to Nineveh and Jonah said no. This is the first time we actually see Jonah say that, like, he needs God's help. Yeah. Or, like, really just acknowledge that, like, God is... The first words he says, the first two in uh, verse two. Yeah. Like, I cried out to the I Lord. I cried out. Right. Like, he's, like, he's, he's acknowledging God. I think. When, whenever somebody says, I cried out, that's not just like, hey, God. Hey, hey, man, what's up, bro? Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yeah. No, it's no, like, hey! Like, yeah, like, hey, I oh. need... yeah. I yelled right, right into the mic. Into the mic. My fault. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, but that's him being like, I sincerely need your help right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's an indication of an emotional response, yeah. which is something you don't get from Jonah. The, no. only, the only emotion you get from Jonah in the story is, like, defiance. Mm-hmm. And that's not an emotion, that's an action. But yeah. Do you think this was a question I wanted to ask you? If you're when you're reading this section in relation to the rest of the book, the rest of the book of Jonah. Yes. Okay. Do you think that this is from an actual heart of repentance, or do you think that Ooh. this is him just saying, "I'm in a tricky situation and I need your help to get out of it"? That's tough. That's really hard because if you read the rest of the book, it seems like this is. It seems like in the moment, this was a full-hearted, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I really need your help. I know. I think here, I think here what he's doing, I don't know. I don't know if this is actual repentance or not. Because I think he's saying, I think he's acknowledging God and saying, you did all of this. I acknowledge that. Because you you're, did. You're capable. You're of doing capable that. of doing this. Um. And I think you did do it because of my rebellion. Right. And he's saying that I'm recognizing that you are the only one and true God. Because in verse 8, he talks about 
worthless idols. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're the only god that's that's real, right? And can actually do something like this. And he acknowledges that salvation can only come from the Lord. He can only get out of this situation because of God. Mm-hmm. But if you read the rest of the book, it seems like after he gets vomited out, he's just like, "I will do what you have said, but I am going to do it half-heartedly because I'm really more excited about watching these people." burn and he literally says that in one of the verse i read ahead the other day i think it's in chapter three um yeah it's in he said god says in verse two of chapter three he says arise go to nineveh that great city and, and preach to it the message that i tell you um so jonah arose and went to nineveh according to the word of the lord now nineveh is an exceedingly great city three day in extent jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Yay. Yay. <laughs> like, I'll do this, God. You know what? But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting on board with you because if you look at verses 8 through 10. Of uh, of chapter 2? or of chapter 2. Okay. You, and you kind of apply that background to it. Yeah. Of like, is at least a question mark of, do you think he was really repenting here? If you apply that to verses 8 through 10. Verse 8 says, those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. Mercy. So if you worship false gods, which is what he was saying of the Gentiles, which they were, granted. Yeah. But he was saying, you know, these people, they're not worshiping you. They're sacrificing their mercy. Yeah. Mercy from you. Mercy from God. So what does mercy mean again, Noah? We talked about this a couple of times. I get the definition wrong every time. Just try it. Give it a try. So... Grace is where, I haven't taken theology yet. It's okay, so you will. Grace is where you receive what you don't deserve? Yes. Okay, and mercy is where you don't get what you do deserve. Yes. Ah, I see. Beautiful. Okay, all right. Beautiful. Perfect. Yeah. So that's what he's talking about here in verse 8. He's saying you sacrifice your mercy. So mercy is not receiving what you do deserve. What you do deserve, yeah. Right. So he's like, you know what? By sacrificing and, or by worshiping other gods, they're going to get what they deserve. <laughs> yeah. It kind of goes, like, it goes with the rest of his heart. Right. And, and then verses 9 and 10, but I will sacrifice to you. With the voice of thanksgiving. Like, I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. I think you see, like, he's acknowledging, like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, they're not making it about you. But in he's kind of making it about himself, though. I think he's starting to think that, oh, God wants me to go preach to these people, so he's justified in killing them. So I get to watch this. Yeah, let's so go I'm do a, it, Yeah, God. let's go do it. Because yeah. this is going to be awesome. It's going to be 40 days from now, <laughs> you know, they're going to be burning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 28 yeah. hours. 28 hours. <laughs> That's uh, not 40 days. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's not. But I think that's his, I think that's, because uh, well, like, I, I versus think. Versus 8 through 9, I'm sorry. 10 doesn't apply to it. No, I knew what you meant. Yeah. But sorry. yeah, I think that this is him, like, I think you can view it as repentance, but I don't, in in correlation with the rest of the book, I don't think that this is true repentance. What's that thing that we talked about in personal evangelism with the X that people write? A it's chiasm. like a, a chiasm, right? Yeah. It's like a writing style. It's like poetry. Right, where the first part of one verse will line up with the first part of the next verse, and the second part of one verse lines up with the second part of the other verse. Yeah. And I think we see that in verse 9, or 8 and 9, because it says, Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. Right? Yeah. So those who regard worthless idols, Gentiles, and then you look at the beginning of chat of verse nine, it says, But I will sacrifice to you. So he's like, They worship other gods. I worship you. Mm. The end of verse eight says, Forsake their own mercy. And then at the end of verse nine, it says, With a voice of thanksgiving, I will pay what I vowed. Yeah. Salvation is of the Lord. Right. You so, think he's kind of like making it? I think it, that's kind of a chiasm. Yeah, it can be. In that. Do you think that he's kind of like making it about himself? Yes, I totally agree yeah. with that. Yeah. That he is saying that, um, you know what? 
I know you're the only way out of this. And I think he's kind of like, you know those guys that come up to you that think that they're like best friends with you, but they're not? Yeah. But they're like, hey, man, hey, I know brother. everything about your life. Yeah. And you're like, you don't. You don't. Really. You know, yeah, you have you really know what you learned off Instagram you. about me, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And heard so, on a podcast that I do. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of what Jonah's doing with God. Yeah. He's like, he, he kind of puts his arm around his shoulder like I'm doing to you right now. Yeah. Kind of gives him back rub. He's like, hey, right. I didn't understand before, but I do now. Yeah. You want me to see the city burn. <laughs> And God's like, nobody. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Again, that's why I say, like, I think, God, like, God is just so patient. Like, I, man, if I was God, I would have smitten this guy, smitten, smitten this guy a long time ago. Wow, because he has the power to do that. Does but he? He's, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, have you seen what he's done? He literally sent a storm from out of nowhere. Oh. That was supernatural. I mean, he controlled. That wasn't him, though. Yes, it was. He what? controls all of nature. He sent a big fish to swallow him. He's the one that commanded the fish to vomit him out onto dry land. On verse 10. Yeah, on verse 10. That's crazy. He's the one that saved Nineveh. Do we know that? Yeah. He does. Because, I, like, God gives these nations and these cities time to repent and turn to him. Yes, that was something we talked about in personal evangelism that I think is very interesting. How people will be like, well, if God is really loving, then why why do you read the Old Testament and see that he just kills men, women, and children all throughout the book? But if you look back at the covenant he made with Abraham, the very beginning of Genesis, or not the very beginning of Genesis, but in Genesis, you know, that talks about how the Jewish nation is his people. And anyone that tries to touch the Jewish nation or goes against what God believes, like, they're going to have to pay for that consequence because of their sin, because God is a just God. And so... Um, yeah, because God wouldn't be just if he just overlooked sin. Right, if he just overlooked sin, he's not a righteous judge. Right. So, I mean, but the thing is... is like Which means he, he's not a judge that gets it right every time. Yes. That's what righteous means. And the thing is, if you read the Bible, you just read like, oh, okay, well, he killed all the people in Sodom and Gomorrah, and, he, and then you move right on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And because it's like all in this one book, I think people forget the timeline. They think that that just happens right after another, right after another. But if you really look at the timeline of everything, it's like sometimes hundreds, thousands of years go by where, like, he is giving these people time to say, you know what, I was wrong. I think God's right. And yeah. turn to him before he just is like, hey, I told you yeah, I told you, you were going to suffer, and I can't let your sin just go by. Right. So I think. And just like Christians kind of hold on to his promises, right? Yeah. Of salvation, and, and they can trust him because he kept all of his promises. Because of that, he also had to keep the promises that were not so favorable for some individuals because of their lack of belief. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. God will keep his promises whether you decide to be with him or against him. Absolutely. And that's where we get to the New Testament. talks about every knee bowing and every tongue confessing that Jesus yeah, is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And that's a promise that will be kept uh, yes. whether we see it in our lifetime or not. Um, it It will be a promise that is kept, so... If that is something that you feel anxiety about, then I would recommend you know reaching out to us, DM us on Instagram, or absolutely uh, if you know us personally, text us. But find somebody that can help you find the answer to that, yeah. So that you are not not feeling that stress and anxiety. Yeah. Talk to us. Talk to a pastor. Talk to somebody that you know of that's a true Christian, right? That is going to be able to help you out. Because I'll I'll tell you what, it'll be a lot easier to confess. Uh, Jesus is Lord if you've already done it. Yeah. You know? Yes. If it's if it's kind of forced that you are like, wow, I can't deny this because it's happening right before me, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. Well, getting back to this, um, I think that, you know, we discussed, I think in a couple podcasts ago, that like the whole book of Jonah, like it's called the book of Jonah, but the main character of in, is you is <laughs> no it's not <laughs> don't say that uh, the main character is not you it's not it's not even Jonah who it's named after 
the main character is God. Ooh. And I think it's funny. <laughs> no, not that kind of funny. But <laughs> it's interesting to see how I think God is moving and doing all these things in Jonah's life. That um, it really just illustrates that he's completely all-powerful and everywhere. Who? That God is. Oh, yeah. And um, lost your train of thought there for a minute, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what was happening. I don't happening. know what happened. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, it's all these things are happening. God's illustrating his true character and his true abilities to Jonah and showing him that life is not all about him and his decisions. But here we see at the end of like this prayer, I think Jonah's like, yeah, I recognize that you did all this stuff and you have the power to get it, get me out of here. So get me out of here so we can go see this place right. burn. You know, like it's, he's still making it about himself. And right. I think God throughout this whole book is trying, especially you see that at the end of the book too, with the thing with the plant and all that stuff. I don't want to spoil that because we'll get into that later. There's a plant? There's, <laughs> wait, there's a plant? <laughs> Um, but you know, like he cried at the end of the book, like he cries about this plant that dies and God's just like, really, really, man? Really? Like you still have, we've done all this stuff leading up to this point. And, and honestly, I've been dragging you this whole yeah, time. Yeah. Like just being as patient as I can be trying yeah. to illustrate my greatness to you. And you still are making it all about yourself and how this stupid plant died. Right. Or how you're stuck in this. Really horrible situation. Right. Whoa, yeah. boo-hoo. These people yeah. are getting saved. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I think it's a big lesson. I think it's a big lesson for Jonah to learn. I say it's crazy. That's a shame on Jonah for not doing that. But we do that every single day. Oh, yeah. Like, a- absolutely. I, you know, I oh, do yeah. that. Everyone does that. Oh, oh yeah. All God's children does that. Yes. Yeah. Everyone. I don't and know why I, think, I said it like that. I don't either, but you did. So we're rolling. Here we are. Um, I also think too, like I wrote down in my notes. I think that this is kind of a. I thought it was interesting. Like this is the first time one that he really acknowledges God. He acknowledges that he's a prophet of God to the sailors, but this is the first time we see him actively like talking to God. And I think it's. Weird how the first time we see him talking to God is only when he's in a bad situation. Well, speaking of that, let me ask you this question. Yeah. This is this is going to become a tough question. You ready? Yeah. So if we're coming to the conclusion that this repentance of Jonah was not sincere, mm-hmm. does verse 10 imply to us today that God rewards disobedience and insincere apologies? a good question what do you think because i think you have an answer no i was just asking i mean i I don't think he rewards it but i think honestly here's what i think because you see the rest of i'm looking at the rest of the book in relation yeah i read ahead guys (laughs) um but i i'm looking at this in the rest of the book and i think that all of these things like i was talking about a minute ago are events to show jonah this is all about me it's not about you right but don't you think that could also be done if god just leaves him in there until he actually sincerely gets it sure but i think that god had has bigger plans i I think that he was like okay you're not getting the thing with the whale so obviously we're gonna have to do something else Mm -hmm. and these people in nineveh are actually going to repent yeah and so he was just like, I'd much rather these people actually repent and turn to me than one person just yeah, be, you know, woe is me in the, in the belly of a whale. And honestly, I'm glad you come to that conclusion by looking ahead in the book because I come to that same conclusion just looking back in the book. Oh, okay. So I think it's really cool okay. with the sailors, Yes. right? Because you see Jonah give that half-hearted message earlier. Yeah, and he's they, like, yeah, I'm a prophet, God, you know, whatever, or whatever, no big deal. you know. And they get saved. <laughs> yes, so I think I think from that we see, oh, Jonah can kind of half butt it, just let the words flow out, and God's gonna save him. 
right? Right. So I think that's kind of the strategy going into Nineveh of it doesn't really matter what he believes, what his yeah. personal preferences are, as long as he'll say it, whether he means it or not, I'm going to do an act. Right. God's going to move somehow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think God had... So I don't think he's rewarding no, insolence absolutely or, not. or um, disobedience at all. I think he's saying, you know what? Despite you, honestly, I'm going to put you on the shores of Nineveh. You're going to go. You're going to preach the gospel, and you're going to watch in horror as they become <laughs> saved. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, it's like God is doing something that... Jonah doesn't want to happen. <laughs> I think that's a worse punishment for Jonah. I watching think so these people too. become saved. Yeah. Then it would be for him to happen. sit in the belly of the whale for another right. three and days. And I think that that's because, like, if our if our objective in life, if what we are created and made and to do, and this is what our purpose is, if our purpose is to glorify God on this earth, we do that through growing in Him mm-hmm. and and hold and worshiping Him. And so I think all of this is just events that are happening in life that God is trying to show Jonah, like, this is how you grow. This is what I'm doing. Get on board with it because it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Yeah. And so I think in God's predetermined plan, he was like, regardless of whatever you do in this belly of the whale, you're going to be spit out after three days. One, because I want you to go to Nineveh. Two, because... I said so. Yeah, I said so. Three, because... Um, it's he by spending three days in the whale, three days and three nights in the whale. I think he becomes a type of Christ, and so I think this is God um, being like, "Hey, this is something you can look back on in the future, or yeah. this is something to look forward to in the future." Even though we're not cool right now, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, right. Gonna... So to an- yeah, like what you were saying to your question, I don't think that this is God. Um, rewarding his bad behavior and his rebellion. I think this is God being like, man, it really sucks that you still have that uh, thought process behind it, but... Good thing this isn't about you. Yeah, right, exactly. Gotcha. Yes. And I think God does that in our lives, too. You can see that stuff happen. Do you think that Jonah might have viewed this where he was like, yes, my prayer was successful. I'm out of the whale. (laughs) Me and God are besties. Yeah, do you think he had that... Do you think, like, he might have had that kind of view? Oh, I think so. I think absolutely. I think we see that in verses 8 and 9. Right, again. he's like, yeah. I'll and putting his arm around God, being like, God, I get it now. Yeah. You want right. me to see you kill these people. <laughs> <laughs> Salvation's only from you, and I'm glad I have it. Right. Not these Not these people. people that worship other gods. Yeah, they not couldn't these crazy give. people. Yeah. Yeah. He's just completely missing the point. And I think, I think one of the things I want to leave with the listeners, if we have any still... <laughs> Um, we have any, I want to leave this with them and at the end of the podcast as well, that you can take this and hopefully this can just sit next to you in the chair, right next to you. And you just take it with you everywhere you go that don't miss it. I mean, Jonah went on this incredible adventure. I mean, you think the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings and Star Wars are cool adventures. This is is one heck of an adventure. Yeah, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy stuff. And Jonah never gets the point. Right. He never does, especially up to this point. At this point, he right. thinks he's ahead of the game. Yeah, he thinks he's on top of the world. He's like, right. oh, I finally understand. Right. But he doesn't. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't get, get it. He don't get it. And I guess, how do we do that practically? How do we get to a point in our life where we, we understand God's will? What do we have to do to understand that? When we humble ourselves yeah. to realize, A, this isn't about me. And B, whenever you humble yourself to seek that relationship with God for him to speak to you. That's good. Um, that's when that becomes available to you. Yeah, I think so too. That's when you have an open heart and open mind to letting, hearing God speak. It's just that he, oh, yeah, he got freaked out by it. Anyway, um, <laughs> But I think that's when you when you have that mindset and that heart, I think you you're able to see and hear Christ or God really just speaking to you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's really good. So get to that point. 
Yeah. Where you, you're able to hear that in your life. Do what it takes. Right. It may seem like it's impossible or like it's hard, but it really isn't. Put in the work. Because it's not about you really doing the work, I think. It's more just like you getting yourself to a point where you're going to let God do the work through you. I think God gives you the power to do the work, if that makes sense. No. It doesn't. Okay. Fantastic. Explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> I'm saying that I it is you doing, maybe that was a poor way of phrasing it. It is you doing the work, but I think it's you doing the work because you're letting God speak to you. So it's not you doing the work. Right. It's God doing it through you because you're excited to learn more about God. You're carrying the buckets. He's filling up the water. Yes. You're just kind of walking in behind him and being like, hey, what are you going to say to me today? Right. And you actually having a heart that says, oh, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. And take and apply it to my life. Yes. So I think that's good. And I think Jonah never got to that point. So, as we see. Tragically. Tragically, he never got it. Right. Which I hope that at the end of the book, he gets it. But I don't think he does. Spoiler. You've been you've been given spoilers Spoiler alert. this entire time. Yeah, so I, don't I don't think, think he. You can, I don't think he gets it. You can. You don't get away with that. By the way, what do you think happened after this? Maybe we'll say that for the last episode. Of I this think series. that's the last episode. We can last, like, e- last episode is just a special where we're yeah. just like well, we Theories. can imagine it. <laughs> Imagination. You know what? I think that's a horrible there idea. Was, I think there was a meteorite that came. <laughs> Flattened the city of Nineveh, and you know what? And it made a moon pool. Yeah, and Jonah knew that God did something to him. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, we're not doing that. That's horrible. That's heretical. (laughs) In any capacity of the Bible, every capacity of the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, that will not be an episode for the future. But I think that it it could be something like where we just talk about that at the end. I, I, what do you? I what was? What happened next for Jonah? Do you think he got it, or you think he didn't? We'll think about that. We'll think. About, we're halfway through the book. Why are we talking about it exactly. in the last episode? Hey, we got through a whole chapter. We did. I'm super excited. Amen. I'm proud of us. Next time we might, since chapter three is also ten verses, we might actually get through chapter three. That's but crazy. I don't know. Dare we'll we? See. Dare dare we do it? Dare we? Do Come you on. dare me? We'll do I it. I dare you. Oh. Heard you wouldn't. <laughs> Triple dog dare you. What? <laughs> Now we have to do Now it. we have to ah, do I hit it. my knee again. Why are you oh. doing that? All right, well, on that note. Haps and craps. Haps and craps. Yeah, what's knee. going on for you? Um, haps. What's a hap? Hap. Oh, hap. Um, this Monday, I leave the country. Where are you going? That's right. Your boy going worldwide. Wow. Mr. 305. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where are you going? Um, I'm going to the Dominican Republic. No way. On a mission trip. No way. With a baseball team. I did not know that at all. You're lying. I told you that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyways. You have to act excited. On I podcasts. am excited, like, dude. Like, I'm like, what? This is as excited as I get. Yeah. You just stone face, huh? Yeah. I don't smile. I don't smile. What's smiling? I don't know. But that's cool. Yeah, dude. I'm excited for yeah, you. Yeah, dude. I'm what excited. are you going to do in the Dominican? We're going to play some teams down there. We're going to share our testimonies. That's awesome. Um, with the kids down there, we have translators because they cool. speak Spanish. Spanish. Um, I've been down there once before. I went down there this summer. Yeah, you did. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of those people again. That's awesome. Uh, great staff. That's going to be cool. Uh, FCA staff down in the DR. So I'm I'm extremely excited about that. That's the hap. Yeah, what's the crap? Man, I don't know. God's been really good to me lately. Yeah. We caught up a little um, bit before the podcast. And we it did. seems Honestly, like there's been some really cool stuff that's happening. That is true. That is true. I've, I've, I've personally been able to witness... Taste and see that the Lord is good, and that's I've good. I've really been seeing it this yeah, week. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but I'd say for a crap, like I haven't seen you in like half I a week. I know. Here's the thing: I miss you. Is school ended? When was that? Last week? Yes. Yeah, because it was before Thanksgiving. Yes. So school ended. We recorded in advance, and then I feel like we didn't see each other for at least a week, which we're used to seeing each other every day. Right. And. Um, All day. Just, yeah, like, because we're in the same classes, and in between classes, we're normally, like, hanging out either at the library or the apartment and doing homework and stuff, so, yeah. But anyway, 
Yeah, that's kind of a crap for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I would say that's kind of a crap for me as well, mm. honestly. I have. I've missed you. But it's good we get to at least see each other and do this podcast. That is true. It's just an excuse for us to hang out Yeah. and no. talk about the Again, Bible. Again, this isn't about you. Right. If you're listening, not, this isn't about it's you. It's not about you. It's about me. This is about if us. That's what anything we're learning from Jonah. It's all about me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yes. What a role model. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jonah's my hero. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say that's a crap for me, so I'll end on a hap. Whoa. Um, this week, well, actually, it was this weekend, last weekend, whenever it was. I don't so remember. Confused. It was some. It was on a Saturday. That's all I know. <laughs> and it's already happened. Yeah, it's already happened. My wife and I went to Walmart and got some groceries. Um, but while we were there, I got um, some Little Debbie... Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree cake, ice cream. Sponsor us. Spon- not a sponsor <laughs> yet. Um, but yeah, so I love the little Debbie Christmas tree cakes that they he have does. around the I can attest to this. Yeah, Josh had never had one before. We were at Come and Go. <laughs> we were in and I was station. like, dude, have you ever had these? They're amazing. And he was like, I don't understand. What's the big deal? They're different. And they're like crack. I... <laughs> I cannot compare it to crack because I've never tried crack. Well, I haven't either, but, but I would it, imagine it's the same effect. It was quite good. It was quite good. I think the more you eat them, the more you acquire a taste for them, I'm too. a big zebra cake guy. They're similar. Always have been. They're similar. And it's going to shock many people that know me, but the Christmas tree cakes were better. Really? Yes. You admit it? Yes. Okay. No, they are incredible. The, the thing, I think the thing that makes them special, too, is that they're only around seasonally. Oh, yeah. Brilliant like you, marketing. Oh, yeah, it's great. They bring them back every year, but it's just, you know, Brilliant. once a year. Brilliant. So, yeah, it's fantastic. But anyway, fantastic. I love the cakes. And then yesterday we saw in the freezer, or not yesterday, but on Saturday, we saw in the freezer, there was this little pint of, like, wow. it was the Christmas tree cake ice cream. And I was skeptical because I was like, You've you had know, it before, haven't you? I tried it before, but I was skeptical when I tried it because I was like, I don't know if it's going to be, it's probably going to be too sweet or whatever. It's literally like they just added Christmas tree cake to vanilla ice cream and then like blended it together and froze it. Hmm. And it was so delightful. It you, was amazing. You, you had a spoon and was eating it in the store, didn't oh, you? Oh, I for sure was. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Like I brought it back. I brought it back here, though, and <sighs> me and my wife have been, we've been uh, just eating it out of the pint because well, we love it. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So half is you found your... Happy is I found a new favorite ice cream. Wow. New favorite? That's top of the list? It's up there. Wow. I don't know. That's incredible, man. You know I'm happy for you. Yeah. Anyway, been a pretty good week for both of us. Yes. We will uh, catch you on the flip of the flop, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get out, Gary. Yeah, get out, Gary. (laughs) Catch you on the flippity flop. (laughs) 